Hey, Naomi. Hey, Bags. I went to a wedding of two mobile phones. The reception mm. was excellent. <laughs> it's good Yay. to be back. It's great to be back. <laughs> Shall we do the thing? Yes, please. <laughs> I hope you don't mind if I say that I love you. There's so many ways that I want to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Wedding, Wedding Bells. Bells. I'm Bex. And I'm Naomi. And we're here to talk about wedding movies. We are, because it's six weeks until your wedding, Bex. Ah, ah, ah. I mean, hooray! <laughs> every week, it's going to be the same every week. It just as the number gets, gets smaller, <laughs> the screaming gets louder. I can stop counting down if you want, or like no, I can no, do a pick fine. up later and like don't have to say it to you. <laughs> no, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's it's better to put me in a frantic state of mind before we record a podcast. It's exactly yes. the tone that we're going for. It's the chaos we need. <laughs> Absolutely. So welcome everyone to our new little capsule. Is it that what you were calling it? The capsule series, the mini series, this yeah, mini series, special capsule series. A little, a little wedding gift to you, Bex. <laughs> yeah, a gift to myself. More work just before my wedding. Love it. Perfect. Why did I think of this? Anyway, we're very excited to be here. Uh, we're mm-hmm. just testing the waters a little and, and having an excuse to, to chat to one another about all things wedding uh, and share mm-hmm. a bit of my wedding journey with you vicariously through all of these different wedding movies. And today yeah. we're looking at four weddings and a funeral. We are. Yeah, much classic, made in 1994. And as you pointed out, we're not talking about the 2019 TV show. I did not even know that that (laughs) TV show existed until I went to go and find and watch the 1994 movie and the TV show came up first. And I was like, I do not know what this is. I think this is probably terrible. So if you've watched it, tweet at us at Jingle Bells Pod and let us know what you thought. (laughs) Um, I feel like Four Weddings and a Funeral is kind of one of those films that used to be on Channel 4 a lot. And like I would see bits of it at 10 at night and not retain any of it. So it was really Mm -hmm. nice to sit down and watch it in full and focus on it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. I think I might have seen bits of it, but I think I was Mm. too young at the time when it was like, obviously in its massive heyday would have been Mm. like a few, particularly when it came out and a few years afterwards. And I was just, I was just too young. I just wanted to watch my parents at aliens and some Pokemon. Like I really wasn't (laughs) up for Hugh Grant being handsome and bumbling. So no, no, no. You have to like grow into that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so we're here for the next six weeks, um, which is why we keep saying things like capsule series. And yeah, it's a really, Good way to start off. Um, this film was actually made like two years after we were born, mm-hmm. <laughs> hence why we don't have our, I don't know, Hugh Grant glasses on at this point. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That might be the case. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's really, to be honest, withstood the test of time. Like I was surprised by the fact that there was a queer couple in this and it was not at any point like made into a problem it was generally mm-hmm. quite accepted like obviously at a, a point you know there there is some problems with um acceptance and things like that but 
given the climate that we're currently living in, I was just pleasantly surprised by how simple this was. Yeah, and it's how not unproblematic even... it was, actually. Yeah. It could have been so much. I mean, not to already tout back to previous episodes, but when we watched mm. Four, Four Christmases, uh, yeah. which, you know, presumably has similar vibes to Four Weddings and a Funeral, mm-hmm. it was so much, considering that that was so much more recent than this. Yeah. The differences in terms of like social stuff and problems mm-hmm. and the kind of jokes that were made, it really surprised me. I was expecting this to be, uh, I was expecting to come out a lot more offended uh, mm. than I mm-hmm. did. Not that it was perfect. There were still issues. No. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it. But like <laughs> comparatively, I was like, oh, wow, this is really great. So I, I enjoyed yeah. it very much. But before mm-hmm. we get into anything more, mm-hmm. I, I need to do a synopsis time jingle. You. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, do I need to call it a, a, a synopsis time wedding because we're the wedding? But no, jingle still works. I was making it too complicated. Okay, here we go. Wise men say only fools rush in, and I can't wait for synopsis time with you. <laughs> Like, your jingles are already peaking, like, towards the end of season three anyway, but I'm very excited to see how the next six weeks unfolds. Thank you. I've just picked the the (laughs) most classic standard uh, first dance songs to ruin for everyone who is listening, so... No, I think that was a new instant classic, truly. Right. Like, no notes. Um, Thank you. Anyway, synopsis. So, Four Weddings and a Funeral. We are... Over the course of five social occasions, following a committed bachelor who must consider the notion that he may have discovered love. This might be the most philosophical synopsis I've read. Yeah, <laughs> ever. This is much deeper than it is of a guy gets crush on woman and then can't get her and it drives him mental. Like, that's basically what it is, yeah. right? That's like kind of the vibe. But yeah, it was, um, it surprised me. I mean, it's not untrue, it's just this mm-hmm. is a lot deeper than the movie really is. Uh, You just think that with a movie with this kind of synopsis, fuck would be a far less prevalent word in it. Mm. Um, But anywho, uh, I don't think it's wholly inaccurate. No, definitely not. It's it's very reductive of what the film actually is. Yeah. Um, But again, generally on the whole, pretty accurate. Yeah, not too bad. Um, shall we move on to our who's who of who actually is in this film? I know. At the time, who's not, I guess. Yeah, who who wasn't <laughs> yet, but is now. That's really yes. <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, so we have Hugh Grant as Charles. He's mm-hmm. obviously like a holiday film alum. He was in Love Actually because eight is a lot of legs, David. Eight um, is a lot of legs, David. You know, but Hugh Grant was in like a bunch of different rom-coms from around this point anyway. Like he was in Notting Hill, then he was obviously in Love Actually. He was in that one with um, Drew Barrymore. Was it Music and Lyrics? I feel like that's oh, what it was called. So. I'm not sure. But, but yeah, he's been in yeah. He has been in a, a lot of rom-coms. And not to immediately mm-hmm. detract and go on a little tangent. <laughs> but I do just want to say that uh, for considering Eight is a Lot of Legs, David, and Love Actually, I just want to share that I totally bought Naomi Love Actually Monopoly for her birthday. <laughs> and if you buy that, you can play as the playing piece of the slutty necklace. And I just love that. Yeah. I just love it so much. Uh, anyway, <laughs> side note. Back to the actual podcast now. 
<laughs> Just wanted uh, to fair. share. <laughs> That's great. Um, next up, we have Andy McDowell as Carrie, another holiday film alum. Um, she was in Christmas Inheritance as Aunt Debbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know we love her we've got big love for her yeah. if you want to listen to our Christmas Inheritance bonus bell you can go and check us out on coffee um, any support is super appreciated thank you so much oh, yeah. I know back to our who's who again <laughs> um, <laughs> setting a bad Simon... president so far <laughs> I know so many tangents so much time to fill um, anyway sorry Simon Cowell uh, you know Cowell whoa back whoa. tell me not quite Simon Callow is Gareth. Um, he was Scrooge in 2001's A Christmas Carol, and then he was also the Duke of Sandringham in Outlander. Um, you know, more trash TV references for you guys. Um, next up, we've got Kristen Scott Thomas as Fiona. She was Alette Naylor in Confessions of a Shopaholic, and she was also in Fleabag as Belinda. She's got like a really deep back catalogue, but I'm trying yeah. to keep these as brief as possible because we've only got six episodes. Um, yeah. Finally, we have John Hanna as Matthew. He was Jonathan in the Mummy series, and he's also in 2013 uh, holiday film The Christmas Candle. Um, Maybe one for season four? Maybe so. I mean, we have so many. (laughs) We'll have to fit it in between Christmas al dente and uh, various other ones. But we'll Mm -hmm. see. He was one that I was like, I'm sure I've seen you from stuff, but I uh, I don't know where. It's crazy. He actually won. I think either he won or he was at least nominated for a BAFTA for this role in this film uh, as a supporting actor, which is great. And he totally deserved. So good work here. Mm -hmm. He was fab. Like he's Mm -hmm. possibly my favorite character in the film, I think. He's definitely up there. I don't know whether he is my my tippity top, but he's definitely up there. Oh, definitely, yeah. So if you're familiar with Jingle Bells, you'll know that we usually have a Christmas criteria uh, by which we measure all of our films. Um, Mm -hmm. It's been a struggle with the wedding criteria. Um, Like, there's no Christmas trees to count. And, you know, you can only really count one bride and one groom at a time. Yeah, we're not counting Um, the number of flowers in a movie. That's just, no. 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 You are welcome (laughs) to do that in your own time. But that is not something we are looking at uh, this time. Um, But kind of for our criteria, we're mostly looking for your standard wedding activities. I guess your big tropes in these films Mm -hmm. as well. So, yeah, like. Possibly the most weddings of our entire series. Yeah, is I mean in it was a film. lot of weddings. Like I don't yeah. know whether it's an, a lot of wedding activities. Like I think mm. some of the particularly American wedding movies. I don't know mm-hmm. whether this is a, a cultural thing. I think it is, but like a wedding in the UK, you would have like a bachelor party or like a, you know your hen party and your stag mm-hmm. do right. And then you would have the wedding. Those are your events. But there seems to be like rehearsal dinners and this thing yeah. and that thing and like all sorts. And, you know, you got to do a bridal shower and then there's whatever. And I'm just like, ooh, we don't have all of that. And normally no. your hen and stag do is done months and months in advance. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll build up our list of uh, required tropes as we go through this, uh, through each of the different movies. But uh, four weddings yeah. in one film is a lot. Like that is a lot to fit into two hours. It was a lot to fit into two hours, but do you know, it didn't feel super rushed. Like, they did kind of timeline and pace it quite well. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I didn't feel like I was just, you know, being bombarded by weddings. Yeah. Like, each one seemed to have its own time to breathe and, like, yeah, they I loved definitely the little stories different. that came together, right? 
Yeah, they had their own like tone to them. Obviously, like the design of each of them was different. And it was like, you know, there was a common thread through it with like the invites with the David always being linked yeah. to him. Not, his name's not even David. Uh, no, I was just, Charles. I just, Charles, sorry, I was just like, apes a lot of legs, David. Uh, yeah, it was this like Charles and Scarlet always being late and stuff. And yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I felt that that was, uh, they they did a very good job, but we're not there yet. We've got to still go over mm-hmm. our, our wedding criteria. Um, yeah. So we had four, four weddings, four mm-hmm. brides. It's a lot of brides. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of brides. A lot, a lot of it brides. was a lot of brides. Mm-hmm. Lots of awkward dancing fantastic yeah. <laughs> a bride ugly bridesmaids dresses galore mm. bridesmaid dress mishaps that's a standard mm-hmm. trope that you always get you know you got to think of the classic like rachel from friends with her dress tucked into her bright pink <laughs> pants or whatever it was yeah. like you know all of those different things they're pretty common and they are hilarious so it's mm-hmm. you know it makes sense uh yeah, well, is there anything it's else great. that well, we had a bit of a montage in this one, which is something that we were looking for. Oh, we like, it montage. wasn't your classic, you know, twirly music. Yeah, her montage. trying they were on a million ugly wedding dresses. Yeah, but like those dresses were ugly. Like, they were pretty bad. Yeah, they were ugly. Like they, those were definitely stuffed into the pillowcase that went down the slope in Christmas Prince. A hundred percent. Like, yeah, can't not. But yeah, so we had a, like a montage-ish. We dipped our toe mm-hmm. into montage here. Um, I think this will actually become a much bigger thing as we get into the noughties. Um, love a love a montage in the noughties. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm very excited for that to become a bigger thing. We had a lot of like horny people at weddings. And like, I don't know about you, but personally, I've never been to like super duper horny weddings where everyone's like, I'm going to hook up tonight. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know whether it's just because we're, I think in the 90s, it was more common to kind of get married earlier. I think people were getting Mm. married at a younger age. I think that's a thing that generationally has changed. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm obviously 30 at the time of my wedding. And I'm sure in the 90s, that would have been not necessarily seen as a spinster, but definitely older (laughs) than a lot of people. So like by the time it's my wedding and stuff lots of my friends are already you know happily uh with another human and thus yeah. using a wedding to meet people isn't ne- necessarily required but it definitely is a trope about weddings that i don't know whether it's accurate or not mm-hmm. i ever hooked up with someone at a wedding who i wasn't dating hmm. i don't think so no i like I do. definitely I not i think i've always been in couples when i've been at yeah i think i have as well (laughs) i mean especially for my wedding i don't see that happening but uh yeah you never know (laughs) seven weeks is a long time (laughs) and that's how you end up in barbados um yeah anyway yeah i just i don't uh, yeah you're right i think it's a generational difference also like some of these weddings happen like really fast some of these people get married within a few months of like each wedding even yeah. though some of them have just like hooked up at these weddings so yeah I, don't, I think it is a massive cultural shift and I don't think until I watched this I realized like quite how big a shift it is yeah really because like you do see it quite a lot in American shows and stuff because like New Girl has a really focused episode where like the plan is to go to a bunch of weddings and every time they've got to hook up and stuff and I'm like yeah hmm, interesting so I just don't feel like that is the culture here 
No, like, I don't think so. Yeah. Or maybe I, mean, I just it's hard like, to don't know. have the maybe right it's friends. Just because, yeah, maybe we've just, <laughs> maybe that's our, our experience. Um, if you have any gossipy stories, either about yourself or friends who have cut uh, up at weddings and you want to dish, then we're happy to listen come and spill the tea we want to know uh tweet at us at jingle bells pod uh or instagram at jingle bells pod etc so yeah uh, maybe mm. this is just more of a a, a a trope but this one did seem particularly horny this was like a particularly right? horny wedding maybe it's because of the the group we were focusing on like the focal group were mm. all, like single like that was their thing and they were all still looking for love and figuring that yeah. journey out together maybe that's why but who yeah. knows Maybe we've just missed out on some some amazing experiences. Well, I mean, two years of a pandemic didn't help. That, that is definitely true as well. Yeah, you got to remember that part because we were in prime wedding age territory at that point. But uh, but no, was doing micro yeah. weddings, which are very cool, and I think people should do more of. But regardless, it's not what we're here to talk about. Um, <laughs> no, but like, speaking of big weddings, shall we get into the film? Yes, let's do it. I mean, first okay. of all. This is ni- This movie is nineties as hell. Like nineties oh, yeah. is all hell. The the opening credit lasts a million years. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> just does. ever and ever and ever. It's a it's a two hour long movie, which is like mm-hmm. clearly not a thing. Like so, I don't know whether two hours is the new standard for movies. Obviously, this was nineteen ninety four, so whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, I I'm sure that a lot of the rom coms we usually watch, we love a tight ninety minutes. We do. But I didn't feel like this felt too long. It's just that credits mm. took fucking ages and then at both at the start and at the end of the film. And I think that mm-hmm. probably counts for like 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> um, which yeah. is totally fine. But any I movie that love starts a long with a shirtless sequence. man is mm-hmm. great. So I'm down. Yeah. I love the lengthy title sequence. It's great. Uh, it's going to be really sad when we get into like late noughties and it's just done. <laughs> and yeah. here we are in the middle of the story. Like, what happened? You know, no, I need I that time know. to like, meander in, no? <laughs> I need to see all of the characters getting ready for a thing. That's the, that's the vibe. I want a good soundtrack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, very clueless vibes. Yeah, I want to like imagine that I am Elle Woods getting ready for my day. That's what I oh want. Oh my God, literally, like. that was exactly what I was picturing. <laughs> my anyway, um, mm. yeah, so... We we start the movie, everyone's getting ready for the first wedding. Charles mm-hmm. and Scarlett are running late. I really yeah. think instead of a Christmas tree count, we should have had a swear word count because they said fuck so many mm. times at the beginning of this movie. And it really did set the tone and the vibe for me, like absolutely uh-huh. tracks. Also, who are all these people getting married in the morning? What the fuck is this? Get married at a reasonable time, like two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I mean, like... Is that a thing that has changed, though? Like, because I feel like my parents also got married in the morning, like way back in the 90s. So I believe this may not be the case in Scotland. It definitely was the case in England. um, Mm -hmm. But there is a rule where you cannot get you cannot register a marriage after five o'clock. So all the forms and stuff need to be signed by 5 p.m. They don't need to be at the registry office, but you can't like, you know, I think it's an American trope where it's like, oh, we'll get married at midnight on New Year's Eve and blah, blah. No, you're not allowed to do that in England as far as I'm aware. It had to be during the day. But I used to do like I used to go to I was in church choir and I used to go to a lot of weddings and none of Mm -hmm. them happened in the morning it was all afternoon like 
one yeah. o'clock would be like mm-hmm. the earliest if you had a wedding if you got married at 3 30 that was really late like that was weird um so mm. yeah i mean i'm getting married my ceremony starts at two i'm sure i will be late so uh you know a bit after <laughs> two but um <laughs> we weren't given the option of what time we wanted mm. to get married that's when the venue were like and your ceremony will be at this time so i'm Dang. sure you could get married in the morning mm-hmm. i'm sure at registry offices and stuff you have a lot more like options um mm-hmm. but yeah for me i was like mm, these morning weddings are just asking for trouble because then people are going to be stressed no one's going to have any breakfast you're going to have to dinner's not going to be until like you know five o'clock or whatever so everyone's going to be mm-hmm. drunk and you know throwing up by the time that you get food out so yeah not 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 my vibe i'm an afternoon no. person because i am not a morning person so no yeah. me either like my parents did <clears throat> sorry let me try and figure that out <laughs> my parents did get married um in england as well but i, I just have a feeling that it was like 11 in the morning or something like that i don't know why but and i also feel like my uncles and aunts that got married kind of around a similar time again a lot of their weddings felt like they were in the morning but uh yeah i don't know hmm Hmm. interesting Hmm. questions that like maybe but then when anthropologist of weddings right (laughs) did they get was that the during the 90s yeah that was all like peak 90s i don't know maybe it was the 90s thing um the big 90s trend (laughs) you are asking for trouble if you get married that early in the morning that's all i think Mm. i mean also Mm -hmm. them driving her mini and then reversing it up the motorway and stuff and she's like trying to do her hair in the car (laughs) that gave me the boat gave me the fear um but i loved her outfit Mm. i have to say scarlet's outfit was Mm -hmm. outfits throughout most of this movie other than when she was a bridesmaid which she didn't get to pick so that's fine um yeah Mm -hmm. well like real bang on i loved like the monochrome look that she had just like the Mm. orange with these little touches and pops of lilac i was like you Mm -hmm. look great all of the men are in suits so it doesn't matter they're basically all wearing the same outfit regardless like no one dresses fancy (laughs) i just want to see more men in fancy suits for weddings okay like and i don't mean like the white tuxedo that's not the vibe i'm looking for but like you know just something a bit of pizzazz just just yeah a, a nice you know i think uh jingle boy is that what we could we still call him jingle boy wedding boy? yeah no, that feels no weird. Jingle you boy. have a wedding boy <laughs> i do have a wedding boy jingle boy okay we'll keep with jingle boy jingle boy has like a pro- fantastic array of waistcoats and i just wish that mm, more people mm-hmm. had a bit of pizzazz to their suits you know just make it a bit different but mm-hmm. a personal gripe nonetheless yeah, I mean, I suppose, like, in Scotland, at least we kind of have the difference with different tartans and stuff like that. At That's least true. there's, you know, a bit of chop and change with that. But yeah, England is very, or at the time, very tops and tails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really <laughs> like, tops and tails, very much. But yeah, so they're running late. He's the best man. He forgot the rings, like, literally couldn't get more tropey than forgetting mm-hmm. the rings. Uh, as oh, a little story That upset time. me so deeply. <laughs> So here's a a fun story. My eldest sister, Mm -hmm. her wedding day, I'm little bridesmaid. I think I'm like eight years old, maybe younger. My brother, the page boy, two rings on a cushioned pillow. The bride about to arrive at the church. My brother, I've lost one of the rings. 
all of us scrabbling round the gravel around the churchyard to try and find one gold ring amongst the gravel. It was found. Everything was fine. But like, I couldn't remember that high-pitched child saying those words and the look of complete despair and frustration on my mum's face as suddenly three bridesmaids and a flower girl and like whoever else we can wrangle from the church without alerting to any particular issues, scraping round the gravel for a ring. So oh, good. No. So good. I'm oh, very, no. yeah, I'm like, it literally, I was like, there is no way I'm putting my wedding rings on a pillow ever. Like, they no. are going in a box. That box is going to have a lid and it is going to be with someone, I don't know who, but like, maybe just me. Maybe I'll just hold on to the rings then I don't have to worry about it. But... Someone you trust. Someone yeah, you trust. Absolutely. We will, like, wedding we'll boy. Get that there you go. Yeah, wedding boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a wedding boy problem. If he forgets the rings, then uh, it's going to be a very quick wedding and divorce turnaround. I'll tell you that much. No, I'm joking. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. But yeah, sorry. Forgetting the rings. That, that is a wedding trope. Maybe we should add that yeah. to the wedding bingo. Um, that was insane though like sourcing the rings in the church like i had to laugh when i saw the giant heart thing that the bride put on her finger at the end (laughs) it's so fucking good i know um but yeah like yeah losing the rings definitely seems to be a general life wedding trope like lately i've been watching a lot of um fails on youtube and like Obviously, it would be horrible, and I feel for the people, but it is very funny to watch it's people drop hard. rings. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love watching people try and get engaged, and they're on a pier, and then they go to ha- like put the ring on the finger, and it just falls off immediately and goes into the ocean. Never yes! Again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, now the, the closer my wedding gets, the fewer wedding fails I watch. <laughs> no, I, I understand like, that. Mm-mm. That's fair. Mm-mm. I gotta watch dog dogs walking into stuff now. I can't get anything wedding related. It's like absolutely not. No, no, no. Kids no. We'll, we'll save that for after you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Maybe we'll have a video to add to the collection. Um, but yeah, I hope not. Yeah, we do. Um, but Andy McDowell. Anyway, mm-hmm. Andy McDowell is there. She is beautiful. Like she just looks exquisite. Oh, I mean, her always. Outfits, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, I I really loved what they they dressed her so well for these. Mm-hmm. Like she had great hat great outfits mm-hmm. that all matched and coordinated i think they did a great job with her hair she looked fresh faced and like beautiful mm-hmm. and like very young and you know great they're all there mm-hmm. in the way i love when they're all singing jerusalem as well that also took me back jerusalem is such a classic at british weddings um <laughs> and as well as you know someone poorly playing a guitar and singing while someone else plays the tambourine cringe oh, that was cringe. terrible that was deeply yep. upsetting. Like, yeah, at that point I was like, oh, good, it's another variety show type wedding. That seems to be a thing that happens, right? Why not? Um, yeah. I, I don't know, like, it always makes me feel really awkward because I'm like, yeah, it's nice for people to, like, do stuff and share things for you and, and stuff. But I'm also like, at a certain point, part of me is like, but the anxiety of you getting up and doing public speaking and stuff, I would rather that you just sat down and enjoyed the day and watched people yeah. that like had been specifically chosen and requested to oh, do that. Oh, yeah. It's like, let's get a <laughs> professional to do it. That would be the best. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, each to their own and all that. Um, no, absolutely, yeah. But yeah, I think you really got a good set with this first wedding. Obviously, it didn't really matter who got married. Like it was nice mm-hmm. that they were then seen throughout 
the different weddings and the different like later parts of the movies like just yeah. gradually having more and more children like that just really made me laugh to be like oh cool that's how you're <laughs> illustrating the passage of time right it's like the second wedding she's pregnant and the third wedding she's got a baby and then the second the last yeah. wedding they've got two babies and I'm like cool this is great um, so I think they did a really good job of like showing the passage of time establishing yeah. those characters and their relationships to one another like Fiona mm-hmm. particularly where they're all talking and they're like oh, I never know what to say to these things well you could just say you must be very proud and it immediately cuts to her like you must be very proud and I'm like great I can't wait for you to say that to me uh, while I'm in while you're in the queue to do that at my wedding I don't even know what that is or whether that's a thing that happens at weddings are you going to do a lineup? Like, I am I have no idea. I'm going to do whatever my venue tells me. That is my uh, my intention. Maybe I should ask that as a question. I'm going to make a note here. Line. I mean, question either mark? you do like a lineup or like an entrance, right? Is it not yeah. one or the other kind of thing? Well, maybe we'll do a lineup where everyone else is lined up and we just walk along the line. But it can also be the cue for everyone <laughs> to go get ice cream from our ice cream cart. That might be the way to do it. Do a conga. There you go. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to say hi to people when they have ice cream already. Like that's just going to spell disaster. But you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I don't know. Like I've not been to a lot of weddings with lineups. It's mostly been like a an entrance for the reception. Yeah. Because kind of um, like yeah, you I send a bride and groom away now to do photos mostly, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, we'll have to fit the photos in. Well, we'll find out find out next week to see if I've messaged my venue about this and have an answer. <laughs> um but yeah. Mm-hmm. This it was it was a lot of Hugh Grant being bumbling and British, mm-hmm. uh which is like, you know, his his go to. It's his expertise. Yeah. Uh ever no one it's can do it is. like he can. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like it's not acting. Um but yeah. yeah. I was so pleased by the amount of like love actually references. Well not obviously they're not love actually references, but the moment the amount of references that I was like, oh, this love actually yeah. is referencing all of these things from this movie yeah. in it. You know, like with the songs, uh Rowan Atkinson mm-hmm. being there is great. Yes. Um, <laughs> I what really I really liked that was Charles's uh, brother who uh, was who is deaf yeah. um and that just being in there just very casually like the subtitles mm-hmm. being really good i really liked the that later on in the movie where he's like trans mistranslating what his brother's <laughs> rudely saying about yeah. someone like that really makes me laugh cuz that gives me not like a disrespectful vibe but well, mm-hmm. disrespectful but like the disrespectful vibe as much of like I I know what siblings are like, and you would do mm-hmm. that to like fuck your per- like your sibling up who has to translate because they understand and like be like, oh, you have to improvise <laughs> what I'm saying, haha. Um, so uh, that's yeah. I I think the you know the obviously um the relationship between is it Matthew and Gra- and Gareth or Graham? What's yeah, his name? Matthew and Gareth. Gareth. Like mm-hmm. they're really cute. Uh, I yeah. like them from the beginning. They seem like super into each other but not in like mm-hmm. a cringy way that could have been overdone um no mm-hmm. one seems to be bothered at all by it um, no but yeah. aside from gareth's parents at his funeral like you know and then the obvious reference to matthew as like his very good friend as opposed to his partner yeah but other than that like their friends are incredibly accepting and at any of the weddings they don't actually seem to come up against any problems and stuff either like nobody seems to pull I think, them aside yeah or, like, i think that was like be one aggressive thing, to them mm. but it wasn't like an unspoken thing it was more like a a, set, a scene building thing at mm. uh the later wedding the scottish one where they mm. are 
where like he's trapped with this US person who's like a pastor or something. Oh god, yeah, that um, was really so bad. That was really awkward. I'm glad but I, but the way that they played that off was that mm-hmm. the guy who was trying to be like the pastor was the ridiculous one and not yeah. him for being gay. So I like that mm-hmm. that's what it was and it wasn't like you know oh, it wasn't like right a full on yeah. moment. It was like yeah, a yeah, yeah. comedic beat, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, there was, yeah, there was a lot then, more levity to it than yeah, which I didn't yeah. mind because what I don't like in 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 jokes when it comes to because there's a lot of jokes about like LGBT where the punchline is mm. he's gay, right? That's the punchline mm-hmm. of the joke mm-hmm. is that you also like men. Oh my god, right? And that's yeah. the thing. But the punchline of this joke was look how ridiculous this guy is being to a gay man, and that's mm-hmm. you know I feel like that's very different. So, but yeah, yeah. I mean I feel like this was a really great queer love story and the fact that it just existed and it was just there but what I also really love even though Gareth's death is really tragic and it's obviously Mm -hmm. very sad but by the end of the film when we're in the credits Matthew has met someone new so like but it doesn't cheapen how much love he had for Gareth like the the funeral scene when he's doing the eulogy is obviously incredibly emotional um anyway and you feel all of that love in there Mm -hmm. But it's good to see that this wasn't a story that was just ended there. Because, like, yeah. in other films, it would have just ended there. And, like, Matthew would have been just living in that tragedy and that sadness. But the thing is, like, he seems to grieve and get over it. And, and like, obviously, you'd still hold that love for that person. But, like, you know, he continues living. And I think yeah. that's really important. And that's what I really love about this particular yeah. story um yeah because it's so easy and it happens so often that like any queer story that's portrayed is generally seen as tragic and we yeah. live in that tragedy but that's not how yeah. life is and i thought this was a really good example of like yeah i think so life too. being lived yeah, <laughs> yeah i think so too mm-hmm. and it makes sense because at the time it was not legal for gay people to mm-hmm. get married so it makes sense that you know they were they were kind of bitter about the fact that they couldn't get married but not in a way where it impacted them you know being preachy and stuff or whatever Mm -hmm. um but was more of a gentle nod into the unfairness of it Uh, yeah which i think can be a lot more impactful when you're protesting obviously protesting complicated we're not gonna get into the whole thing but like Mm -hmm. i think a lot of the time the things that can put people off you know and it's the same thing about like being vegan or whatever is when people become preachy about it even though in un- injustice you should get the opportunity to be preachy but i like how mm-hmm. they did it in this film because it was the kind of I-, I don't i i don't know of anything else from this time that had that kind of messaging in it that mm-hmm. did it mm-hmm. in a way that was like tactful and made you feel for the you know the two gentlemen in this example mm-hmm. without it being like kind of cringe or forced or or people rolling their eyes at it and it just became like a a gentle well why isn't that that's not fair like these are just two people living yeah. their lives and they want to get married and you know mm-hmm. especially when it was like after the wedding of like bernard and lydia who'd been together yeah. it's lydia <laughs> who'd been together for like literally three, three months, months. <laughs> three but they like hook up at a wedding she's the bridesmaid she's like i was uh-huh. told that if i was the bridesmaid everyone would want to have want to fuck me and i'm like oh jesus mm-hmm. and then they like make out and i i was i was, made me laugh because he was like well i would do it and she's like yeah i'm not desperate Bernard and he's like right quite right of course and then by the end of the wedding they're like necking on and then but then literally the next scene is them getting married and I was like Mm -hmm. cool this is great 
I thought that was genius. Like yeah. watching them, and I was like, they're definitely going to hook up because, like, yeah. that's the that's the trope, isn't it? The the bridesmaid oh. and some, and then they approach her, and she's like, no. And then by the end of the night, like they're together, and then yeah. they're together forever. Yeah. Um. So I really loved that. I thought that that was great. But also, even in amongst that, I didn't feel like their relationship lacked depth. Yeah. You know, I felt like yeah. they actually did genuinely come together and like it seemed each other like in the they end. were already friends you know what i mean yeah. like that's the kind of vibe i got from it but yeah it, it did make it so that then in the rest of the movie i was like oh cool i understand what's going on now and mm-hmm. it made me try and guess like who's the other uh, other weddings was gonna be yeah um mm-hmm. not to necessarily jump ahead but when it was like oh my god it's carrie's wedding and it's the third one holy yeah. shit like that really uh you know that really that was really surprising, which was great mm-hmm. because it wasn't what I had had an, expected or anticipated. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they were really cute. I also love that. Um, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't remember the actress's uh, name or the character's name, but that she goes and learns sign language in order to like oh, flirt Serena? with. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's mm-hmm. so cute, and like the the mistranslations and the sweet. subtitles and stuff. I was like, hell yeah, girl. <laughs> You go get it. You you did the work. Mm-hmm. You did the graft. You totally deserve it. So it was, was super was sweet. I loved that as well. I yeah. thought that was a really nice touch. I actually thought that they were going to be one of the weddings. Me too. Um, yeah, I was surprised yeah. when they weren't because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that would make sense. Maybe she really knows Andy McDowell, and mm. he's you know maybe it's she's maybe Andy McDowell's the maid of honor, and she's the and he's the best man, and then they have to like dance together and stuff, and I could like see mm-hmm. all of that happening. Uh, no, that wasn't the case. I was reading too much into it, but you know, a classic. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and no, then uh, you know Andy McDowell's wedding. I, I need to stop calling her just Andy McDowell, but whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Where that's in Scotland, loved mm-hmm. the Scottish wedding. Kilt looked super accurate. Loved having bagpipes. I'm not gonna have bagpipes at mine, uh, <laughs> but like you know, they for each their own. Um, uh-huh. uh, so I I really enjoyed that there was like that difference in in the weddings, and it was mm-hmm. everyone was in kilts and stuff, and yeah, great. Gave it a bit of colour, a bit of texture. Really helped differentiate yeah. the wedding. Um, a lovely time. Yeah. It was great. Like, obviously, Carrie's wedding is tinged with a lot of sadness because that's where Gareth dies. Um, yeah. But it was it was beautiful. It was grand. I think my thing with all of these weddings is that they're very... Um, they feel very upper middle class. Yes. Probably because, one, they're quite large anyway. Two, a lot of the venues are quite fancy. Yeah, everyone is white as well. Um, You know, it's it's just, it's very, it's not the atmosphere that I am used to at weddings. Yeah. is kind of the thing. It it feels very formal, Yeah, to be honest. Um, And I know that weddings are quite formal, but, you know, when you're at one that feels of like, your own level. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, like you're just I've comfortable. Been to, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I've been to a lot of weddings where it doesn't really feel like it reflects the couple, and more mm. reflects what everyone—not necessarily everyone, but what like either the families would have expected from a wedding, or like mm-hmm. it nods too much at these traditions. I mean, we'll, mm-hmm. uh, traditions is the subject of my rant today, so we'll get into it when we get there. Um, <laughs> But I, I, you know, and I think with these as well, they had to differentiate them with like little funny moments and little ha-has mm-hmm, and like costuming mm-hmm. and stuff like that because of, intrinsically it was three different, 
you know, three slash four different white couples getting married, right? So yeah. it's like hard mm-hmm. to really distinguish between those different uh, mm-hmm. situations when it's like, well, they're all going to get married at a church and then they're going to go to a reception place and then they will have a cringy first dance. And then mm-hmm. the the one thing I do like, though, is the number of brides that changed into like the post post wedding outfits for going away <laughs> and stuff. And I was like, I love yeah. all of these, particularly the first brides, like white outfit, like white power suit with the little skirt mm-hmm. and stuff. I was like, I want that. Where's that from? Can I have that, please? I would like it. Um, so, yeah, that was they were great. I mean, I love the costuming yeah. of this movie as a whole, like the the ugliness of the wedding mm-hmm. of the bride's dresses and the bridesmaid dresses was just just beautiful. Just exactly it was very what 90s. you would expect. It, <laughs> oh, it certainly 90s. was very 90s. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, I think maybe one of the reasons why this particular like movie is so powerful is, you know, obviously mm. four weddings and a funeral, but the funeral scene is done like in such a honest way that feels yeah. like a funeral. Like, like Matthew is like making jokes that, at Gareth's funeral in the eulogy mm-hmm. not to belittle Gareth in any way or, or his life mm-hmm. but actually to as the best way to honor him which was like incredibly yeah. moving I was like literally mm-hmm. crying as the eulogy was yeah. going off I had to take a pause and be like whoa um, mm-hmm. it's I, very yeah. very emotional yeah. yeah it's super emotional it's also a nice juxtaposition with the best man speeches which is something that I would love to talk about I fucking hate best man speeches that are designed to tear people down. It is, is not the, my jam. This, that is not the day. Anyway. It's not the day. It's not the day. It, like, I it mean, like, frustrates the living hell out of me. I'm like, why are you possibly bringing up any of this stuff yeah. that is now clearly making these people who are here to celebrate themselves as well as each other oh. uncomfortable? Like, I just don't understand. I don't understand why there are loads of things in best man speeches that say that you're supposed to bring up people's pasts. And I'm like, if the past was that important, then they'd still be living it. It's not important now. Like the important thing is that, you know, this couple and that you speak about them, you know, highly and stuff. And like, yeah, I get a couple of jokes, you know, aimed at your friend or whatever, but I just, I fucking hate when people, maybe this should be, maybe instead of, Maybe instead of traditions today, I should rant about speeches because I have a lot of opinions about this. I completely <laughs> agree, right, with this, all of this. Like, I think mm-hmm. that it's so, I, like, I've done speeches at weddings before as a maid of honor. I am doing a speech at my wedding um, because mm-hmm. try and get me to sharp for an hour. How, how about, no, <laughs> I paid for this day. I'm you gonna do it for an hour? No, no, I know. I'm just joking. I mean, for like all of the speeches and stuff, just the whole <laughs> right, thing. Okay. Yeah, Excuse just me. I get what? up and I'm like, mm-hmm, and I like lift up a bit of paper and it rolls behind me onto the floor as if it is my train. <laughs> as okay. long as you've got gloves when you're holding I was, it. Yeah, fine. absolutely. Yeah, fucking too right. I was born in 1992. Yeah, like, no. It's a lot of like, you don't talk about people's exes in the wedding speech. Absolutely mm. not. You can joke about stuff as long as it's like approved beforehand or like there's a level of like respect and understanding between mm-hmm. what you're saying and what's going to be said. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. be, I don't want to be like, you know, it's like the classic. The ones that I find the funniest or I think are the best is when they're like, Ugh you just look so beautiful today and whatever your name is the bride you look all right as well right that's something like that I'm like okay great that makes me laugh like between the best man and the you know I it was mm-hmm. uh, I think 
I think Jingle Boy had this line in, in the best man speech that he gave where he was like, oh, they said if I do a good job, I could be best man at the next wedding, right? Like one of those jokes that <laughs> people might find distasteful, but I know for a fact was approved by the bride before he said it. So it's a case mm-hmm. of like, because ultimately the speeches and stuff, okay, yeah, they're for everyone in the room, but really mm-hmm. they're for the bride and groom. So you don't want to fuck them over. Um, yeah. So yeah i uh i really hated all of the best man speeches of the mm-hmm. this movie there wasn't one that i thought no. was done well or interesting or or correct and maybe that was the point of it is that you know yeah. you, you think the best man speech is meant to be this that and the other really mm-hmm. i think the best wedding speech given at this movie was uh the one that andy mcdowell gave as the bride yeah. right i mm-hmm. think she did a really good job as carrie to be like Oh, thank you to all the Americans who bought plane tickets and flew all this day. And thank you to all the English who's decided to still come to the wedding, even though you knew it was going to be full of Americans. I'm like, haha, funny, great. <laughs> yeah. You know, perfect. And like, you know, it, it probably she probably could have done without the little dig at uh, Charles at the end of it. You know, yeah. The, oh, yeah. you know, to the person who said if it doesn't work out, they'd let me know. I'll keep you on hold. Um yeah which was like okay that's kind of rude right you know like it's kind of funny if it wasn't true but it definitely is true so awkward Um, yeah i mean i think there's a lot of like that stuff that happens at weddings and Mm -hmm. between people anyway i think though the best way to do that is kind of what you said like you're supposed to have some respect for the people that you're giving these speeches about and stuff you know you don't yeah like who wants to be the person that ruins someone's wedding day? Yeah, can you imagine being <laughs> like, the butt of the, you know, I don't want to be the butt of the joke at my own wedding. Everyone's already looking no. at me like I don't need you to I don't need you to like I am more than capable of embarrassing myself. I do not need you to be that person, right? Yeah. Um, so Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Like you're my friend. You're supposed to be supporting me. Yeah. Get 100%. on board or get the fuck out of the way. What <laughs> else I thought? It, no. Yeah. What else I thought was really rude. And I get that mm-hmm. the point of it was that it was really rude and it was upsetting was that obviously mm-hmm. it gets like where the the few it's the end of the funeral, right? And I think the guy's name is Tom. Tom is speaking to mm-hmm. Charles about like this thunderbolt moment that Charles was like, Well, I always expected that I was gonna have this thunderbolt and suddenly I'd know it was the right person and everything would be fine. And Tom was like, I don't mm-hmm. know, I never expected that. I just hoped that I would find someone that I liked and she wouldn't find me detestable and everything would be great. And I was like, Cool. I mean, different folks want different things mm-hmm. from their their weddings and then he goes on to marry you know as we later find out Henrietta or Charles yeah, Peter, no. it's like oh. their wedding and I was like literally the idea of like standing someone up at a wedding is like so rude it mm. being a case that the wedding gets interrupted like he nearly backs out before the wedding which is the time mm-hmm. to do it right you've got that at the aisle when they go if anyone has any reason that is not for the bride and groom right that is not for the bride and groom to be like actually i haven't it no you had months and months to discuss this is- these issues mm-hmm. um so i just felt really bad for her it made me like like charles less and i was oh, less yeah. pleased for him afterwards right that, yeah that was the situation and obviously like that's part of the thing of the movie and like that's mm-hmm. how it works and you know i would have respected it more had andy mcdowell objected to the wedding and that's what yes. like had caused it yeah. rather mm-hmm. than rather than him going oh i found out she's now single on my mm-hmm. wedding day 
Mm-hmm. We haven't even spoken about whether me and her would even get together. But because there's a chance mm. of that, I'm going to ditch this person who has been really kind and patient mm-hmm. with me. And we've had a pre-existing relationship before. And I've strung her along now to get back together because I wasn't sure. Because I was like, OK, well, the woman mm-hmm. I actually want is gone. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. out with this person instead and marry her. And I'm just like, that's just rude. I just couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't get past that. And it kind of tarnished the end of the movie for me where I was like, well, I'm no longer pleased for you. Like, no, I would have rather no. like it be clear that there's an issue. And Henrietta go with mm-hmm. using her own opinion, go, this is clearly not like you've been lying to me. And this is clearly not something you want. And I, as a mm-hmm. you know, an individual in this moment, I'm going to choose to leave you at the altar because I am worth yeah. more than you. And I'm like, yeah, you get it, Henrietta. But that's not what it was. Though I am really glad she punched him. That made me feel a yeah. bit better. <laughs> well, she also gets her happy ending. Like she comes up in the montage and she's married yeah. and has babies and stuff. So like, it's yeah, not great. the complete end of the world. But yeah, he owed her more than that if he was gonna quote unquote settle for her like if he was gonna do that he needed to make more effort and put in especially because like they encounter each other at i think pretty much every wedding and you're like okay well if you know that she feels this bad and then you're gonna choose to be with her step up yeah because like she deserves better than that yeah, but then like to be fair the the power dynamic in carrie and charles's relationship was just crazy yeah. off anyway yeah. like weird. it it was a lot of back and forth and stuff and like i get that over this they were getting to know each other and there were big time jumps and all of that kind of stuff but like there was just some really crazy and awkward moments Do you yeah. know what i mean like i mean one of the most uncomfortable moments i think was watching her talk about all of the people that she'd had sex with and i know that he then did too but like yeah. Uh, it, was really, it was a really conversation no matter long, what you do it was a really yeah. long scene as well and i was like i don't really yeah. feel like this adds to anything though i did really like the her trying on lots of wedding dresses and him being there to give opinions like that was a really cute scene like that little montage mm. especially because some of those dresses then later appear on different brides in the movie which yeah. really made me laugh. like <laughs> the the one with the bonnet and stuff that was very like yeah. pride and prejudice at tom's wedding with whatever the girl's name it deirdre Mm -hmm. that also made me concerned because i'm sure they Mm -hmm. were speaking at the thing about how the fact that they're like second cousins once removed or something and then they i think they're third cousins i think if if you can be in any way cousin associated (laughs) unless it's like oh i'm a friend of your cousin right that's really the only way that cousin should be mentioned in a Mm -hmm. a getting married thing but Anyway, regardless, uh, mm-hmm. I, it, here's a question because we saw a lot of brides, especially at the last montage where, like, you know, mm-hmm. there's all those photos going when the song's rolling and it's like, you know, Charles and Carrie with a little baby and then Scarlett's mm-hmm. getting married to her tall, whatever, American guy. And mm-hmm. and uh, you see Matt with a new partner, which is great. And Henrietta mm-hmm. gets married and, and Scarlett, Matt, and uh, the bro- his brother got married to Serena yeah. and stuff. Uh, and Fiona, and Fiona got married to Prince, Prince Charles. Charles. King Charles, sorry. <laughs> sorry you're mad I'm sure you're listening um yeah that really made me laugh I was so not expecting it just to see like no. a badly photoshopped Fiona next to Prince Charles I was like ah um, it made me laugh so much yeah I was like too right you deserve you are a queen you deserve it um but yeah it mm-hmm. made me laugh whose wedding dress or what outfit do you think was your favorite from all of it um, I wouldn't expect you to wear any of them because they're all from the 90s but like is there any outfits that like particularly 
stand out to you as the fave? Or uh, least faves? I really liked when Scarlet was dressed in top and tails. I really that was loved so her good. little yeah. top and tails. And when she like jumped on her American partner, Paramore, yeah. whatever you want to call him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was cool. Yeah, I, I liked that. her I getting married great. with the white cowboy hat as well. Like that, yes. was very, uh, that was very gratifying. I mean, I think yeah. actually Scarlett's outfit from the first wedding where the orange mm-hmm. with the little touches of lilac might be one of my favorites. I think my least mm-hmm. favorite dress was Lydia's dress. I think the it was wedding the least, dress. Yeah, I think it was the least flattering. I mean, also her bride, the bridesmaid dress she was wearing at the first wedding was pretty heinous. Um, but like the wedding dress that she had, yeah. I, it just really stuck out to me as uh, particularly bad. So I didn't really yeah. love the first wedding dress that much, actually. Yeah, very puffy yeah. sleeves with the like. I mean, I I think it was the ninety <laughs> yeah. things of the flower crown and stuff, but those sleeves mm-hmm. are like really huge. They're so yeah. big. Everything was so big. big. Like it, it literally looks like the wedding dress that my mum wore in at it, her first wedding. It's a toilet roll. Holder. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Like, <laughs> it's a hundred percent a toilet roll situation. Like you know, mm-hmm. you put the little doll and then you put it over the top of the loo roll at your grand's house. Like. Yeah, uh, yeah. And but the that price, was dresses yeah. in the nineties, right? Like they yeah, were just that's huge, true. like yeah. massive things. Yeah, and I think yeah, the bridesmaids' dresses for Lydia's wedding were probably the most offensive bridesmaids' dresses as well. With the massive, with the giant bows, that peach color with the pink bow. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Though I mean, they are very of the time, so maybe that's just they maybe are. people in twenty years will be doing a podcast and they'll look at wedding movies that are happening in twenty twenty three and be like, Bleh, "Can't believe you're wearing fitted dresses. How disgusting!" Bleh. So <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe. I mean. Yeah, it, it was very of its time, 100%, yeah. in all of the fashion choices that they made. Yeah. Even, like, Hugh Grant's shorts and shirt, like, running yeah. around London was super 90s. Like, yeah, oh. It's just, yeah, it, it was a very 90s film, but... Yeah. I don't yeah. know, I, like, I, I really liked it. Um, uh, how many, I, I thought of a really good way, a metric of measuring that both applies to Christmas and to these movies. What rating would you give it between one and five gold rings? <laughs> <laughs> um, four. Four gold rings. I like, I, I think, think four gold rings is four weddings and a funeral. Four gold rings. Perfect. Yeah. I think that's Because like, I don't think it was overly problematic except for the things that you know that we talked about that essentially make us uncomfortable but yeah by extension make a lot of other people uncomfortable yeah um again like just simple representation that wasn't that didn't feel tokenistic it just felt like it was there and it was breathing and living um yeah i i didn't have a lot of big problems with this one yeah I really I, I, yeah, liked I, it. I, I yeah. enjoyed it too, considering I haven't ever sat down to watch it before. It's yeah. one of those things where it's now if I'm flicking through channels and it's on, I would probably stop and, and watch it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I enjoyed it too. It was a good mm. one. A great one to start with. What a great way to start our little capsule season. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Did you want to get your... Uh, rant in or did you yeah rant I think I no no I, well I mean I did rant quite a lot but it depends I'll, I'll do a I'll do a quick rant how about that I'll, I'll try okay. and keep it brief I'm gonna give you a timer okay <laughs> just interrupt how, me just stop me I need go, to like, breathe in. 
A minute? Do you want two minutes? Yeah, let's do a minute. I'm just going to get minute. a minute a minute out, a minute of rage out. And we're going to talk. Do you want me to do speeches? I think I already spoke on that. Or do you want me to talk about wedding traditions? Traditions. I want to okay. hear about your traditions. Okay, okay, ready, steady, go. So with weddings, right, there's a lot of traditions that come as part of it, which are actually ridiculous because the weddings that we know nowadays have only really existed for like 25 years. So when people mm. are like, mm, it's traditional. No, it's not. It's been 20 years, two decades. It's not a tradition. OK, there's not even a generation like that is uh, uh, explicable. Like the fact that the mother of the bride never gets to say anything at any weddings. If you are the mother of the groom, you don't get to say anything at any wedding and you are like seen to be there. The fact that people mm-hmm. are like, oh, you can't wear white if you're not a virgin. What the fuck? That's completely ridiculous you are the bride you can wear whatever the fuck (laughs) color you want it's also ridiculous to expect people to still be a virgin at their wedding these days because that is just not a cultural thing that happens anymore like there is no worth you know worth shouldn't be attached to women for the amount of people that they've slept with and they definitely Mm. shouldn't be forced to not wear white to be paraded on a day when everyone has stared at them because they have deigned to let a peen enter that is just ridiculous or i'll stop i'll stop i'm good There's so many more, but it's fine. We've got another There's episode. So um, <sighs> no, it's great. Yeah, it's great. I agree with you on tradition, so. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. So I don't get stupid. it. So stupid. stupid. If you want to wear white, wear white. Wear Except if you're a guest, then don't wear white because it's not, not your day to wear white. Oh, if any that of you it. fuckers wear, if any of you are listening and one of my friends and you wear white to my wedding, I'm literally buying a double XL blue t-shirt and I'm going to get print on it. I had the disrespect to wear white to the wedding. If you show up in my, to my wedding in a white dress, I will make you wear it like a t-shirt of shame. I don't <laughs> oh, care. God. I will lose friends. I do not care. I'm not oh, really God. doing that. But maybe I should. Maybe the threat's <laughs> enough to stop people. I'll post it on my Instagram the day before and make everyone reconsider their outfit. No pressure for your wedding. I really yeah. should dye that dress. God damn it. Um. <laughs> I wouldn't dare. I would never I even I know. do that. I know. I, I 100% didn't even have to worry about it because I knew you were joking. Yeah. You know, I'm a good friend. Thanks. I respect the, you are I respect the process. Thanks. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, I'm all great. hot after that rant. I know. You, you did a fab job, though. I'm looking forward to the next one. Thank um you. Speaking of the next one, you can join us next Sunday for our next mm-hmm. episode, which is My Best Friend's Wedding. The, let me get the dates right. I 1997. 1997. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 1997 hot mess mm-hmm. is all I'm going to say about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, 100%. But yeah, thank you so much, Bex. Um, thank really you, Naomi. Really looking forward to next episode. Yeah. yeah. See you soon. Bye. With your head on my chest. I say that I love